Hello, Wichita County. Um, this is Katrina Mitchell. I'm your Wichita County 4-H agent, and I am here with the rest of our Texas A&M AgriLife Extension staff, David Graff, who's our Ag and Natural Resource agent, and Heather Simpson, our Better Living for Texans agent. And we have a special guest with us today. Lori Coop is our new District Extension Administrator. Uh, she started just a few weeks ago in January. So welcome, Lori. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. We're excited to have you. Um, we're happy you came in today and you did our performance evaluations. And so um, we're all, all seem to be in good spirit. So we're I think all, it went well. We all still have a job. job. <laughs> we still have a job. So. You all still have a job. Everybody's yeah. doing a wonderful job. So yeah. we love you for that already. Yeah. Yeah. So um, would you like to kind of tell us, fill us in on your background and how you became the our new DEA? Okay. Um. Well, I was born and raised in Knox County, so just down the road a little bit. And I came to Extension, gosh, it'll be 17 years next month. Wow. That's how long I've been here. Mm -hmm. um, and I came by way of Child Protective Services. Worked mm -hmm. there for 11 as an investigator and case manager. And um, served in Knox County in the same. Mm -hmm. And so with that vested time with the state, I looked for something that I could do with the state and having grown up in the 4-H program in Knox County, been a 4-H parent in Knox County. And um, when that position came available, I jumped at it yeah. to, to be able to stay there in Knox County and serve and work with the people that I'd always worked with. So, yeah. and then I stayed there for 17 years. And then when the position for DEA opened up, um, I asked a lot of questions and talked to a lot of people and said, Hey, do you think this would be a good fit? And, so I tried for it, and here I am, six weeks later, learning the job. And we are grateful to have you on board with us. Um, my first DEA, Dell Dunlap, retired, and then we had an interim DEA, Donald Kim, uh, who was on our, I think, our last podcast. It's yes. been a few months since we've had one. Mm -hmm. uh, things happened, and we're going to, I know it's like March the 3rd, 2021, so we're a little bit behind, but we're going to get back on board and start doing these again so we're excited to have Lori on board um david you, you have a couple of things coming up yeah we're working on our getting ready for a ranch and farm show ranch farm and hemp show expo coming up next week and we work with darren dale and tana uh, kind of the owners of that and uh, they've been doing that for a number of years i've been working with them since i've been here so uh, looking forward to that got a uh total of eight CEUs that people can uh, can obtain if they attend that. So uh, really, uh, most of it's going to be via Zoom. So even if you can't attend live there, you can uh, pre-register, which is required, and you can do it over, over Zoom, too, if you, if you want to. So anyway, that's something that I think a lot of people would be interested in. Where would they find the um, pre-register information. Yeah, they need to just go to our AgriLife uh, Extension webpage is where you can go or you can give us a call up at the office at 940-716-8610 and just because uh, our secretary is part-time, just leave a message if uh, if you don't get anybody and uh, she is really good about getting back in touch with you. But we can do that. We, we, uh, we hope that you can do it online uh, and you have to pay then through credit card but if you have a, you know, if you don't like to do it that way, that's that's fine. Just give us a call, and we can we can work with you. Okay. Um. So, what would one expect to find at the 
ranch farm and hemp expo the expo yeah oh there's all kinds of equipment uh dealers there uh there will be some things i'm sure there about hemp uh i think that that hemp uh craze that it was a year ago has died somewhat and i've had some calls about that so uh, but i do know there will be some information uh, there about that uh, just a lot about equipment about different crops uh, a lot of the new technology that's going on in uh, agriculture uh, will be some of the boosts they've got a, and i can't remember the total i think he had about 350 boosts that he's been that he's been having each year so uh, I suspect it'd be down a little bit, but but not a lot. So we usually have a 150 to 200 that show up for our meetings that AgriLife helps uh, helps maintain and keep the speakers in that every year. So usually 150 to, to 200. I think 240 was the most that we've had since I've been there. But 4-H kids will be helping us uh, do that. Uh, so we'll be sure and come out. Uh, meet our meet our crew here. They'll be out. Some of the kids will be out helping most of the day. Uh, Tech Department of Ag, one of their representatives, usually helps out. Uh, we're going to be working with the Texas Forest Service, which is a part of the Texas A&M system, and they've got a new uh, a new building here, a new uh, facility here at, close to Bark Burnett. And so Regan uh, Reeser is the director for that here. He's going to talk a little about fire prevention because uh, even after all this uh, snow and that we've still got a real heavy fuel load so people need to need to be aware of that and be thinking about that so also going to have a guy talk a little about the uh, wild hog program pilot program that's going on in uh, Wichita Clay Wheelbarger and Hardeman and so we'll have a, a guy there he's actually a federal trapper that's going to be there and just kind of do an update make sure people are made a, made aware of that. So a lot of good things. And I think there's a, a bull sale or maybe just regular Yeah, yeah they're doing cows. Yeah, there'll be a there'll be a bull sale uh, that afternoon, the first afternoon. Be on this will be on March the 10th and March the eleventh. That's what it is. And uh, we'll start about seven thirty each morning. So come ahead of that and register early if you if you can or if you or just have already been registered we'll we'll come on in. And um, there's also going to be different, some livestock producers there as well. Like our friends, the Towries with BC Sheep mm -hmm. Company are going to be there with some Dorper sheep. Um, and I think there were there was a horse trainer there last year. Oh, yeah. So there's a whole lot for people to look at. Um, some really cool products yep. to look at and visit with the, the exhibitors and the vendors at that, that show. Yep. So Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all for sending your crew and, and you for helping. Appreciate that. Well, I will not be there because I will be in Houston at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo with an ag product ID team and then headed over to Austin to finish up major stock show season with some kids showing market goats and market lambs. So, so what's ag product ID? Ag product ID is where the kids learn all about different agriculture products, whether it's fruits and vegetables or cuts of meat and um, wool, different things that they look at and get to learn about where it originated from, how you cook it, um, how quick it ripens, it's growing season, all sorts of things. So it's a lot of just ag education. Yeah. And so 
it, they get to go around and make those choices and hopefully we will um, do really well there. Yep. So I have three young kids and uh, they've all had some experience at contest. So this is our first big, big show, big stage. Right. So we're going to have a lot of fun. So good. I think that's a good contest too, because it teaches kids the path that agriculture takes. You know, they, they get to equate that to, yes. you know, something is grown right here in Texas um, and, and focus on that and where, it, where it's grown and how it's used mm -hmm. and how it ends up on your plate. Right. So, yeah. And they get to learn how to identify it in different forms. Yes. So it's just not, you know, your round green avocado, you know, maybe just a slice, um, you know, different cut of meat sliced differently. You have to kind of learn how to identify that. So those are all skills that we all need. Yep. So lots of good education. Yes, most definitely. And that's the great thing about Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. And more you might um, expand on this, that we have so many resources for our communities. You know, we educate, we inform. We're really part of just, you know, Texans helping each other. And so we do. We do. Um, you know, our, our whole mission has been to reach Texans with that education. And from the, the standpoint where we originated from, um, our whole goal was to take education out to the people, take the education to them, uh, where they were and what they were doing at the time. And we've continued that mission and it's grown and it's expanded. And, you know, we may be reaching people in different ways. 2020 has certainly taught us the we can adapt and overcome and still reach our goals and, and uh, further our mission of reaching Texans. Um, but we have a wealth of resources in a lot of areas, whether it be ag and natural resources, whether it be youth development, you know, coming from the, the largest youth development organization, um, which we're proud to have, um, family and community health, nutrition, chronic disease management, all of those resources we have at our disposal to uh, carry out to the public and through issues that are identified within each community. And of course, I'm sure y'all have promoted Texas Speaks where we're identifying those issues right now. And so it's critical that we get that input from the ground up, from the community up um, is what's important to them. So we know what resources to bring to you that are relevant and meaningful to you. So. And you might tell them exactly what the survey about the, what Texas Speaks is, too. Well, Texas Speaks, some of you listening may have been involved with the uh, Texas Community Futures Forum in the past, where we bring key leaders in to identify issues that are uh, important to the community in the areas of ag natural resources, family and community health, uh, youth development, and community resource economic, economic development. And what are those issues and how can Extension address them? Because again, we have the resources to, to address a lot of things. And um, what's the best way to go about it? What we were finding was um, the those key leaders that were stepping up, they were providing valuable information, but we wanted to reach a broader audience. And so in able to do that, we had to go digital. And so this survey was developed so we could reach a vast uh, majority of people and get input from uh, all areas of the community. And so what we're hoping is to have at least 10% of the populations of the communities fill out that survey and let us know um, the interests that are important to people. And so we can find ways to address it. 
and it's a it's a pretty broad survey. You know, it, it takes a few minutes to fill out, but the data that's mined from that is so valuable and critical to uh, our mission uh, and making sure that we stay relevant in our communities. So uh, it's important to to take the time to fill it out. Yeah, yeah. and it's a lot more in depth than just uh, agriculture and and how to do pressure cooking and I mean it, it is, is it is really a broad base. It is and there's things on there that you know extension may not can address and um, I think actually one of the questions may actually talk about housing affordable housing mm-hmm. you know extension is really not into affordable housing but our network being based in in counties 250 of the 254 counties we have networks that we have built and so we work well with other state agencies and other organizations within those communities that we can share that information. We may have gathered it, mm-hmm. but we can get the information where it needs to go. Yeah. So if that is an issue that people are addressing that need addressing, then we can find those people and connect them yeah. with those resources. Yeah. Right. And you can find the Texas Speaks link to the survey um, on all of our social media platforms as well as our county website. So it just takes a few minutes. It's anonymous, and we really appreciate everybody's support and uh, effort to get that taken care of. Mm-hmm. We really do want to hear what you're needing or wanting and what you think about your community, what your needs and strengths are. So we can always do better, and it takes all of us working together and communicating to make that happen. Yeah. So, you know, One of the things, there are several of the things in there that are related directly to, to health, and I know... Uh, Heather teaches a lot of different things that are listed on that survey. Yeah, Better Living for Texans uh, is mainly focused on nutrition, but we also have a physical activity and gardening uh, curriculum series as well. And we work with both the youth and adult in the community. And and over the past year and a half that I've been here, um, we've kind of partnered with 4-H a little bit and with David and, and his ag and horticulture areas. Um, and so it's been a good partnership thus far. Um, and we're looking to, um, you know, grow, especially with our virtual programs right now. Um, in April, we have a big month for Better Living for Texans. We're going to be launching our first virtual a Fresh Start to a Healthier You program. Um, and so we'll be um, getting that information out on our Facebook page and to all of our partnering agencies. And then we also are going to be working with 4-H and doing our Walk Across Texas slash Walk and Talk <laughs> uh, for eight weeks. And that starts in April. So we can try to get some of the school kids, some good physical activity, especially uh, going in before the, the heat starts mm-hmm. here in Texas. So that'll be good. Um, so there's a lot of good things coming down the pipe and we look forward to that too. So. Right. And the walk across Texas program is where um, people, adults and kids can um, team up together to walk every day or run or bike, or they can exercise in some form or fashion. And then those miles count towards um, actually walking across Texas. And so we can tie that into the schools as part of their physical activity, but as well as math or geography, you know, we can show, you know, how far they've walked from town to town and maybe do some history too about different parts of Texas as far as they walk and make their trek 
across Texas. So that's an exciting program. We're hoping um, to get several schools involved with that. So and we also tie in nutrition with that. So mm-hmm. as they quote unquote walk across Texas, um, each location that they stop at throughout over the eight weeks, we'll teach them local agriculture information and we'll give them recipes and possibly cooking demonstrations um, just so they can get a fully encompassed learning experience through um, over the eight weeks. And you're doing a lot of community gardens with um, Boys and Girls Club in Burke Burnett and the Faith Mission or our future in Wichita Falls. Yes, and then we've just um, started working with just some smaller local um, gardening clubs in Iowa Park and Burke Burnett and um, Electra. And these are uh, not master gardeners, but their hobby is gardening and they enjoy gardening and they enjoy outreach. And so they, um, you know, they're visiting some of our well-established gardens that we've had over the year and a half with AgriLife Extension. They're learning um, some good um, gardening skills. Um, and so that's a really good, uh, learning experience for them too. And I have, cause spring is all about new. So gardens and planting and, uh, babies of all kinds. So <laughs> I have hatching in the classroom starting March 22nd. I have uh, 15 incubators that will be get started at local elementary schools, um, in the County and then starting to plan the second session that will start towards the end of April. So um, lots of baby chicks on the horizon for us. So lots of eggs coming our way. So very excited. It's a fun project and the kids love it. So. And then you have nine chickens at your house all of a sudden. Yeah. Hatching <laughs> in the classroom became hatching at home last year. So uh, a lot of my 4-H'ers, including Heather's family, got to hatch at home. And uh, now they have chicks, hens, but they're getting eggs. They so are, that's the are. byproduct. That's yes, the good, the good thing. Extremely rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> those are what you talked about, uh, your program and also your hatching program. Those are perfect examples too of programs that AgriLife has, but we can adapt them. Yeah, to meet the needs of the community. So, you know, whatever, whatever your organization needs or whatever your audience needs, you can mold that program to make it relevant. And and that's those are perfect examples of that. Right. I just sent a teacher this morning and she wanted to know a brochure or what are some of our programs. And I was like, we don't necessarily have a brochure. We have a website because we have so many programs available and so many curriculums and project guides and, um, you know, any topic that you might have a question about or want to know more about. We have resources or can find those resources for you. So we have see a need. We want to help fill it. So. Mm All right, Lori, this was our first podcast of 2021 and your first podcast ever, ever. So we're very excited, very honored to have you join us. I'm glad it worked out that I could be here. I know this worked out really well. So we appreciate you and we wish you the best of luck as you you start filling those and taking on the big roles of our DEA. And hopefully um, we are, we stay on your good side. So... (laughs) I bet you do. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, it's, it's been fun to just travel around. And I know everybody coming from the district as an agent, but getting to know everybody in the new role and visited offices. And I've really enjoyed that so far. It's, you know, hit the ground running, but it's been a good run so far. Right. And our district is what, 22 counties? Four. four 24. 24 counties. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Heather and I are still, I consider us new because we've only been here uh, 
year and a half, two years mm-hmm. for me. And so I know the agents, but I don't know, know them very well unless I've worked on projects or committees with them. So, um, well in 2020, not having face-to-face interactions. Exactly. Was hard. Yes. Yeah. So the newer agents, it's been tough to, you know, everybody's ready to put a name to the face. Yes. So. We would like to get back to our normal activities yes. with still some precautions. I think, you know, it was a lesson that we probably still needed to wash our hands. Wash our hands. <laughs> well, I, did, I had this discussion with somebody yesterday. Um, extension has always been about best practice. Mm-hmm. And so it's flu season. So we would have been promoting wash your hands, you know, cough into a tissue and, you know, all, all the things that are sick. Yes. Stay home when you're sick. And yeah. And um, we, Promote that because that's best practice anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID, no COVID, whatever. Um, and so I don't anticipate that changing for us. We're still going to advocate. Yes. Taking care of yourself, taking care of those around you, doing what you need to do to, to keep everybody safe and healthy because we want everybody to, um, to remain healthy. Exactly. Very good. Okay. So this has been a podcast from your uh, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, Wichita County staff with our special guest, Lori Coop, who is our new district extension administrator, our DEA for short. Um, So we will catch on next time. Make sure you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram um, through Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, Wichita County, Better Living for Texans, Wichita County, Wichita County 4-H. Find us there and follow us. Talk to y'all next time.